The mics are hot, and we're back for more. It's your friendly neighborhood, Mavs podcast, Buckets and Beyond. We in this thing. And, and we're not we're not just about buckets. We love basketball, and it's fun to watch, but we got more, more interests, more things that pique our interest. We're and a today, of, a group of renaissance men, if you will. Facts. Basically. Multifaceted. <laughs> multifaceted um and today we're just for a new era where we dive into tv shows that we've been watching in the past week we've done a lot of maps coverage we are built different okay let the other maps pads know can't even say i said maps pads (laughs) what are you from boston these maps pads listen to my pad this is my podcast this is my podcast um so today in this new era, we're diving into Atlanta season three, which has three episodes as of this recording, Moon Knight episode one, and Halo first two episodes. I don't know enough about it, but we're going to get started. Um, first off, we'll go with Atlanta episodes one and three. So after a, almost a four-year hiatus, earned That's wild book. to me that, yeah. they've, gone, earned- that they've gone th- four years for real. Yeah, after almost a four-year hiatus, Earn, Paperboy, and Darius are back for season four of Atlanta. And um, I've watched all, you know, the first two seasons a couple times. I introduced Jay to it when he could watch the whole um, first two seasons. So I'll just talk to you, Jay, because Andrew hasn't seen it, but he's seen the first three episodes of this season. Jay, what have you missed about Atlanta in its hiatus? I mean... Uh, here, let, let, let me find the right, let me find the right sound effect here. I'm about to get racist. <laughs> <laughs> I, I miss like fresh, like black stories, like especially the mm. first, the mm. first season. Andrew, you gotta, you gotta go back and watch the first season, especially because it, it does such a great job at, at, uh, at, um, just portraying just funny moments and just awkward moments mm-hmm. that, that really highlight how unbalanced the culture is here and how unbalanced race is here yeah and it pokes fun at it and like it does it in a fun way like there are like tons of laughs another thing i miss with this show is like just just the, mm-hmm. the, the sense of humor that this show has uh, like oftentimes very dark yeah and and you know like i'm a pretty edgy guy you'll hear me piss ben off on this podcast all the time like <laughs> with like just silly little over the top jokes and, and this show brings a lot of that and uh and, and yeah just um and you just speaking of fresh black stories like from from like from you know black artists the that episode one of this podcast was basically i i almost want to say a better get out <laughs> like like it was that fire to me i like i could not get my eyes off the screen on this first mm. episode the first episode of this new yeah. season of, yeah yeah of, Atlanta. of season three yeah, yeah. You know, no, I don't know big, what y'all thought. It, it was big. actually based on a um a true story too, but in the true story, and part of the reason why he wanted to make this episode was that um in the real story, all the kids were in the car with the women oh, that drove oh. off and they died. So it, this is actually a true story. Oof. So the the show took the lighter approach where the kids like escape and mm-hmm. and he escapes. That's so crazy. Yeah. It almost and makes it, it and it's the white women that drive off into the into yeah. the friggin' lake. Yeah, this was this was as you guys have mentioned. I I have not seen the first two seasons yet. They they have been on the list for a while. Um, finally being motivated to to watch, and the and this episode especially was like was a pretty jarring introduction to like ah okay this is the this is the humor this is the like. <laughs> this is and jay you hit it right on the head of like maybe it's because i'm i'm a white dude that's inundated in like very like white nerd culture stuff like so it's so it feels very fresh and new and different when it's like oh this is a an entirely black story like every every episode is very like it puts you in the in the perspective of these characters so much so that you're like you're seeing seeing these white women in such a like 
in such a cringe in such a in such a like oh no like you can't do that like this is this, like <laughs> you can't this, feed those kids that <laughs> yeah, yeah you can't you can't microwave that animals <laughs> yeah you can't be microwaving that like no like we can't it's all moldy and gross. Like, yeah i i kind of it, it gave me an opportunity and i don't it gave me an opportunity to be like okay it's like andrew you know you know how to season your chicken okay you know how to season chicken it's like at least at least i'm not like that like okay andrew at least you know like like even when when he's like where's my wash rag? like where's my where's my wash towel i was like okay i know you gotta have the yeah. extra t- i was like okay like i know i have some blind spots i know i make mistakes as a white person but i was like thank god thank god i am not either of these two women who are adopting Fatima and and Laquaria and all these kids yeah. <laughs> who are just oh oh my goodness uh Ben yeah, what, what is it were you were you prepared for them to pivot in that first episode to this no like, vignette well this short story? To, since you haven't seen the last season they they kind of left off in a not a cliffhanger but it was almost like um like like Earn and Paperboy's relationship is kind of fractured throughout most of the second season because maybe uh, essentially he hasn't done a great job of managing his career or like he misses out on some stuff that Paperboy feels like, you know, he should be getting money Mm -hmm. for or whatever. So he's kind of like on shaky ground the entire season. And the way that, you know, that the season kind of ended, like it's like a new chapter in their relationship. You're like, okay, like what does that look like? you know, where do we pick up from? Like right after that. And we didn't see that. We saw this like, uh, basically like a spinoff episode where it's like a, a dream within a dream within a dream. Yeah. It was like, yeah. uh, like we were, we started off in Laquarius's dream where he's sleeping. And then we finished the episode with, uh, Donald Glover or, uh, Ern Earn waking up from a dream, uh, of, of Laquarius. Um, I was kind of thrown off by it. I like, I didn't know if they would start off immediately with like the whole, like uh, get out type, you know, mini movie premise. Um, and I think that it was like flawlessly executed and how like, uh, you know, just like, just how everything's written, everybody acted, those kids did an amazing job. Um, and you can see how the story gets more at like the more it escalated. You're like, yep. Like I can see that happening. Like, yep. Like I can, I, I, the sad is how like realistic, you know, even though I didn't know that was a true story, like I can totally see this happening. Or we know if in the real story, what got me was when like they murdered that social worker lady. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Did that actually happen in real life? Did they kill a social Uh worker? No, no. Oh my God. That was, that was where it jumped into like, okay, this is, we're in some, yeah. Cause like I could see everything else happening in that. But when they kill the social worker and like leave her, like ditch her body, like behind the dumpsters or something, that was where I was like, oh, like we have, we have, that's when it like fully went into like horror genre. Right. Like we are, we are in serial killer. We are in uh, like insane person territory. You're locked in a car with uh, two crazy white ladies um, <laughs> who got in too deep. Uh, <laughs> um so I, I think part of why they released two episodes first is because people have been waiting almost four years for this, like, you know, the continuation of season two. They didn't want to just have that uh, be the last, imp- you know, they didn't want that to be the first impression. They had another episode right after where you kind of pick up with them in Europe on that European tour. Um, what did you think about the second episode? Because that one was Kyle. That one is called, I mean, I have it in my notes. That one is uh, like Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus, where they have mm-hmm. like where it's like commonplace to have blackface to celebrate that tra- like Swart tradition Pete. or whatever. It's yeah, it's um, it's Santa Claus's little helper who's all covered in ash and soot because he yeah. fell down the chimney. Yeah, I've been aware of Swart Pete, like like that's like a Northern European thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's like. I don't know. It's like, like, I guess it's like Christmas, like Hanukkah or something. Like, I don't know. It's some, some like folklore or something over there, but it's totally unrelated to, to blackface over here. And like, 
<laughs> I almost want to call it a hack bit because I feel like I've, again, like I was aware of this. Like I feel like I've seen this somewhere, or I've heard a I heard a Swart Pete joke somewhere, and that compelled me to look into it. Like I, I've I've seen this bit somewhere else. So I almost want to call it kind of hack, and they didn't. I mean, like they didn't do anything new with this bit. I don't think, I've, and and I can't put my finger on it, but I know I've seen this bit somewhere. I mean, but, I think I think it was interesting. Like we, we the way we are, like my understanding, and I, I feel like Ben is a lot of like blackface in America as has become extremely taboo. Um, like Robert Downey Jr. gets a pass for it for partly because it's satire in Tropic Thunder. Yeah, but like our relationship to it is like it's either very controversial or it's like so overblown or so like so like overtly like racist caricature that there's no way it can be it, it there's no way it is acceptable in like American culture now. Um, and yeah. to see it to see it in like this very like this very like yes we are nice like swedish like uh, like in amsterdam like we're nice swedish people who like we're all in black like it's it was very different to me to see like like you don't you expect like in america it's very much like oh yeah some like racist white southerner dude like puts on blackface maybe for halloween and it's like ugh no but then to i think to see it in that context of like a couple of guys who go over and it's like why are all these swedish why are all these norwegians in 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 blackface suddenly and i think that that was kind of the and also like a very polite culture like everyone that they meet i guess except except for except for the guy towards the end who like tries to beat the shit out of out of donald glover (laughs) but it's also funny it's funny because it's kind of like hey blackface kind of like saves saves him like because he's able to disappear (laughs) into the crowd he's able to disappear and it's like you know not all blackface is bad maybe like because that guy beat up (laughs) that guy beat up some like white dude because he thought it was donald glover like Ern gets to escape because swedish people have weird racist traditions maybe uh yeah also very weird but i mean these first two episodes they won me over as like as like a viewer as a new viewer with like no context for the show i was like if this is if this is like the weekly kind of vibe we're going with like i'm here for it whether we're doing like little weird like horror stories about like kids in the foster care program or if we're like going around amsterdam that's the thing with this show it builds up a reputation of like uh you don't know what you like there's maybe like it, it's almost not linear in the episode structure, right? Yeah, there's so not a could, linear canon necessarily. So it's technically linear, but there's like maybe four episodes that actually follow up on the timeline where the other like three or four, like there's could be like a, a Paperboy episode. There could be a Darius episode. There could be a Van episode. And they're all like sprinkled throughout the season. Um, and it's just so good. There's, yeah. there's so many that mm-hmm. like, I, yeah, it, now that you've seen it, if, if, I, yeah, it, it'd be very easy for me to like run through like a whole season in a day because it's that, that is so good. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to keep doing you guys a great posted job as I explore the earlier episodes. Yeah. I, I, I love to hear like how, like, I feel like I was on it early on just because I'm such a huge Donald Glover fan. And I remember like convincing, trying to barter with Jay, like, <laughs> I, like, hey, you need to see this show. You gotta watch this. I feel like I did that for the whole first season and he didn't do it. And then finally, like after the second season, he watched it. I like binged it in one day. Yeah. But like people have called the second season of Atlanta, like one of the best seasons of like television Television. period, like all time. Great. Um, Mm -hmm. Just because it doesn't limit itself by the typical like TV episode structure. It gives like a lot of those actors, like the Zazzy beats, the, um, Kylie, I can't remember the the guy that plays Paperboy, the guy that plays um Alan or uh, Brian Tyree and Lakeith Stanley. Yeah, those two guys like like each do like an amazing job with their own episodes. Like there's this one episode where Darius goes through like what he's like like what a lot of people consider like a haunted house or like with a uh, a knockoff version of Michael Jackson, and it's like a mini horror movie because it's like no commercial breaks. So there's nothing that breaks the, the like tension. 
like that one I think is more scary than the one that we saw episode yeah. uh, one just cause it's so creepy, but okay. like there's so many different, it's like eight different genres in one season. They do, they just do yeah. an amazing job. Um, but so am I the only one that's seen the third one? Um, I think so. I was right? very tired and very drunk when I watched the third one last <laughs> night when I got home. Uh, I do remember distinct things, but we, okay. One thing about episode two, Ben, I know you're in a rush, but one we didn't talk about the assisted suicide. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I completely forgot. Like, <laughs> Tupac. That was nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, one, what were y'all's reactions to that? And two, if you had to choose a way for to have your suicide assist or to like to be medically like terminated uh what would you choose obviously not that one um like do not put a like trash bag over my head to... yeah no, like i'm a... definitely going like i'm definitely going opiates uh i'm going uh i'm going like something that will throw me into a, a, a euphoric high and then i'll just go to sleep at some point i think what if i did choose to sleep. <laughs> i'm gonna like i i've thought about this because we have like coyotes that like circle our complex every so often oh my god oh yeah you're gonna um, get mauled by coyotes that's your so i guess so by coyote if i had to like i have to think through this like if a coyote jumps the fence and it's me and milo on our walk am i gonna try to like fight it off or am I going to sacrifice my dog and just sprint the other way? <laughs> like Ooh. it's, it's legit. We're something talking, I've thought about. We're talking medically assisted suicide, not like die in a blaze of diet. That sounds your no, dog. You better, you better take out that coyote for your dog, bro. <laughs> no, Dude, like yeah. I'll, I told my wife, like there's this or pick whole him up movie and then pick them up and you're, you better pick them up and you're coming out bloody with your okay. dog. Like, like, right. Okay. So you like, know, you, or, you, or you're going to regret it. You're going to regret my, it. If your dog, no, is for sure. Up. I don't want to <laughs> leave him like that. But like, if it's me or the dog and I know one of us is about to die, like, of, of course i don't want to do that but like my earlier this week i let my dog out in our dog park and he comes back with a rabbit in his mouth like he killed the rabbit so i feel like there's some like fighting him like way to go it, milo there we he go had to uh i don't you know milo anyway. would put up ben a is ben coyotes is are not dangerous bro like, ben is trying to justify ben is trying to justify leaving his dog to die because he's like he can handle it he can handle himself he he's tough he's got street smart he's got some <laughs> some uh street toughness he's got some dog in him My, milo doesn't him. listen to this he's podcast scrappy. even though he i record it with ben, ben, ben is like <laughs> ben is like i'm ben is like i'm a podcaster i'm a youtuber i can't fight coyotes like milo's been out here like he can I, handle no, but, it I told so I told Lauren about like if I had to do it, what would I do? If I had a belt on, I would pull off my belt and then like wrap it around my fist and just like let's go, let's brawl. Like we can, bro. You you are way overestimating the danger of a coyote, dude. Like a coyote, that's like fighting your dog, basically. Like you're not gonna have any trouble fighting a wolf. No, No, dude. Coyotes are nothing like wolves. I'm with. I'm with Jay. I think I could take a coyote. Definitely. You could take. You could take <laughs> probably several. No. <laughs> yes. No dude. way. I'm not. I'm not about to say several. But if grownups they, but... never, there's never been a grown, a grown man to dude, be coyotes killed by coyotes. Eat dogs ever. all the time. Like, right, but it's... like coyotes, when coyotes kill people, it's but always it's like kids. a pack of them. It would take a pack to kill a child, bro. On God, look, y'all, y'all are ignorant, man. All right, y'all whatever. don't know about coyotes, man. Y'all ain't from Texas. Y'all ain't really about this. No, 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 no. Jay, I'm with you. Jay, I'm with you. If 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 one coyote runs up on me, it's game over. I'm taking that coyote out. If like a pack <laughs> of them, if a pack of them swarm me, the, the like, delusion is strong. No, but it's kind of like strong. it's kind of like that whole like how many how many third graders like how many eight year olds <laughs> could you fight at once? Like it's kind of one of those things of like a yeah, pack of eighth graders is like I would I would I would look if you have me fight a pack of eighth graders or a, fact, a pack of coyotes, I would take the the coyotes one hundred percent of the time easy. You would have way more okay. trouble with okay. eighth graders. Way more trouble. We're far off in this tangent. Never mind. (laughs) You would have way more trouble with eighth graders than the coyotes. On God, easy, easy. Before you probably get killed by eighth graders. Like (laughs) (laughs) to pivot back to thirteen-year-olds. Come on, man. To pivot back back to to episode three. I'm curious. Episode three is easily the best one of this season because it's uh, it's not as dark as the first two. I feel like 
the first like the first one is obviously like a dark like scary movie right the second one is more of like a like uh eerie situation for both like plot lines with paperboy like with all the blackface and then with uh you know the guy who gets assisted suicide so those are like eh, like a little like harder to watch i'm here episode for it. no I'm here for me. For, you're going to love the rest two. of the series, man. If you go back Dude, and watch it, because like episode they, three, they do not pull is, any punches. Like, no. It's pretty wild for a TV show. I, I, I got the I, MA rating on there now. I don't think they had it for the first few episodes. Episode, episode three, three was a little harder for me. I think I it was easier for me to watch the first two, partly because I was really drunk last night trying to watch this episode in preparation <laughs> for this pod. But the third episode felt very much like I, I don't know like the, there was some like social awkwardness or some social tension that felt that felt like realist realistic in a way that the that the previous two did not like when yeah like when the guy when the guy is asking Ern, he's like what do you think about this like artist dude who's essentially <laughs> living here for free like what do you think is this a good idea if we create this like artistic like hub haven and 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 earn is like internally is like no that's a terrible idea you're spending way too much money and this guy sucks like but he has to lie he can't he can't throw he can't throw this artist this this black guy under the bus that felt like very much that would be like if if somebody asked me like hey do you think we should let ben move into our guest bedroom to like do podcasting full time and live rent free (laughs) and i would and you're my friend you're my friend and i would have to be like yeah me sure i guess but internally i'm like no you ain't you're not living here rent free no that's not (laughs) it's funny is like how bent out of shape earn gets when he like sees like the like this guy clearly isn't talented Mm -hmm. and he's like man he's taking advantage of this guy and then He's like has one conversation with with Ern with with Alfred. He's like, man, like they, they take advantage of us all the time. Like, w- why is it a bad thing if if this guy like let him do his thing? Mm-hmm. And then he turns it on on this artist, and he now he gets thirty percent of whatever stupid stuff he does. Like, I think that was that was a power move. Yeah, power move Ern. you wouldn't you wouldn't see him doing that in season two. I'll tell you that much. Mm. That's a not spoiler, but yeah, I um, I also think. I don't know. I I'm someone who plays poker a lot with with like family and friends. And the scene where uh, where Paperboy is playing poker and like wins that hand against like the guy he's the guys he's playing with are like billionaires or millionaires. Like they have tons of money, and the guys just like get up and leave after they lose. And and Paperboy is like, "Hey, are you going to pay me my money?" Like that felt that felt very that was very much like, "Ooh, that is." Like I would hate to be in that situation at a poker table myself where like somebody just like, it felt very relatable to like personal experience where like, I am never going to see someone. I don't think I'll ever see someone get assisted, like have an assisted suicide. I don't think I'll ever like be in a situation where like some white women kidnap, like some foster children. Like those were the first two episodes were very like just out there. And I guess like like you said, Ben, like the third episode feels very rooted in reality of like we went over to this weird rich dude's house and like some awkward social situations come up. That felt very um, you know, next time we're at a billionaire's house, watch out. Shout out to Mark Cuban. Um, yeah, I I think y'all really like that. It, or Jay, you'll really like that third episode. I think it's, it kind of hits the, uh, it kind of lets uh, Alfred play a little bit. Let's earn kind of get his fit. Like they, they kind of, it's a little bit more playful, but also like, you know, it does really good job with the awkwardness. Um, nice. Let's see. So, what? so now do you want to talk about Moon Knight real quick? And then yeah, we can. Uh, Did both of y'all watch it? I, I watched it. it. What, what were your thoughts, Andrew? Um, kind of meh. I mean, th- not a lot has happened yet. Uh, I'm I'm intrigued enough to continue watching, but it just it feels like I was I was kind of excited that we we're. I mean, Oscar Isaac does a great job. Ethan Hawke, I think, is going to be great, and is does some is kind of weird, kind of spooky. has has a spooky vibe going on. 
um, I like that they haven't been, they haven't, they haven't leaned too much into like trying to connect it to like a bunch of other stuff yet, which I appreciate. I think Marvel gets stuck on this. Like we got to be promoting the next thing. And it's like, dude, just tell this story. Just like, just tell this story. Like, <laughs> You're not stop. even done telling yeah, this story. <laughs> yeah, you haven't even told a very good story so far. Don't start telling me that you're going to start a new story like next month. Like, just do this one. Do, do this thing. Um, and I think, I think that is a positive in its favor so far. Just in the first episode, there's not. I wouldn't know that this is really connected to any MCU stuff right now like in the first episode there's really no reference to like other marvel stuff um but just and i guess like we wait all episode to get to like him actually being moon knight and like beating the shit out of stuff but it takes the whole episode and i kind of i'm kind of just like yearning for like come on let's get into like the let's get into the like punch punch like awesome like visual aspects of it and maybe that's too much to ask from a first episode when they're still trying to introduce this whole character um so i'm i'm looking forward to that stuff um the first episode was just a pretty like pretty standard like i think intro to like here's your bad guy here's your good guy superhero mild-mannered alter ego um person um so yeah, I don't know. I also don't know a ton about Moon Knight to begin with. Um, uh, it's interesting to have this like Jekyll and Hyde type like split personality thing going on. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Ben, were you were you like super stoked about this going in? Were you just kind of interested? Kind of like, I don't know a ton of like Moon Knight stands or like a ton of like, people who are like r- raving for moon Knight. <laughs> i never even heard of moon Knight until the show um honestly i didn't know a whole lot about moon Knight. i maybe like read one comic with him and that's only because it was like a spider-man crossover comic <laughs> um typical so i'm not i'm not the dude that's going out of his way to to read moon Knight. um i think what most people got excited about going into the show was Oscar Oscar Isaac. Like he's a great actor. He does great work. Um, You know, honestly, like I I wasn't like, it's almost like too mystical for me to get super excited about it. And maybe I don't know enough about it yet. Really? I I think like, I don't want them to get caught up with like, we have to explain everything about him. If that makes sense. Like, I'm kind of like you, like, Haley, let's just get to the fighting. Let's get to the villain. Let's get to like, the- I'm kind of here for the mystical stuff, not necessarily the explaining, but the, like, it, it gets a little spooky at times. Like there's some spooky elements to this that I, that I, those were kind of the, I think the stronger elements um, or the more I- interesting, maybe. I'll, I'll, I'll get so like, I'm. I'm not out on, I'm just not as excited as I thought I would be now I've seen the first episode. I think once we get more of the, um, you know, you you see these time gaps where he's like waking up and then like all this like chaos has happened. I think once we get more of like the scenes in between and more some of that filled in, then I'll get more excited. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. I think what the main thing I'm excited about, like down the line, I know we just talked about like, we don't want to like get into the, like the potential crossovers yet. We want to like let this character flesh out and breathe and kind of, but what I'm excited about is the potential for what they can do with like, kind of like a dark version of the Avengers. Right. So you've got Moon Knight potentially teaming. If you've seen Eternals, you know that we have uh, like, kid harrington yeah could be like the black knight and he has like this he's like a knight with like an excalibur type sword and then mahersha ali is supposed to be blade blade so like i'm I'm excited with what they can do with that like a team with with that's kind of built around like darker characters maybe daredevil or punisher some horror yes a little bit more horror vibes because blade is very i feel like fits very much into the like superhero slash horror yeah, so 
because I'm not crazy about uh, like the character Moon Knight, I'm kind of more of like, okay, this is where Marvel can sell me on it to like move to the next thing. Like if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And and like you said, that first episode, you're really like, you're seeing the aftermath of the actual action. You're not seeing any of the action set pieces quite yet. Like you're kind of yeah. splitting in between because it has that split personality yeah. and the character. Um, okay. Yeah. I think yeah. there's potential. I think that I think they've got a lot of good creative people behind it. And I think they've got like Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke is a good two good ingredients that should make for a great show. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. A lot of potential just means you haven't done it yet. So <laughs> exactly. hopefully, well, I- hopefully we get there. Uh, our, our other new ish release of this week, or I guess it's been, it's been the last couple of weeks. It's been, it premiered earlier or in March, uh, early last month, uh, is a halo. I myself was not a halo kid. I did not have an Xbox growing up, but Jay, uh, Jay, were you an Xbox kid? You, you've, you've jumped into the halo. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now I'm not a real halo kid because I started playing halo three. Like, so, I mean, like, the, like I got a cousin who's like a real, he's a real halo OG. Like he remembers those nights with the split screen on halo combat evolve on the Xbox. <laughs> like, like there's like, there's levels to halo fandom and, as I'm about to get into, like it's a deep and very fulfilling world to be a part of. Like even if you're just kind of a casual fan like me, I played the games when I was a kid. Started with Halo Three. Like once that one came out, my folks bought it for me, and they bought me an Xbox at the same time. So that was my first Xbox game. Like man, if you played Halo and if you were, I was born in '96. If y'all are in the same age group, you you remember how lit Halo was. All right, like it what was... Fortnite's doing now, what Minecraft eventually did soon yeah. after Halo, I, you could almost give Halo credit for it because it had a Halo had a... walked, Halo walked so that so that yeah, so that so many run. games could run, so yeah. many games. Um, I really think I think Halo inspired Gears of War, which inspired Fortnite. I think Fortnite has a a big building factor in it. I think that came from Halo, which which had Forge mode, which was just so much fun. Like nothing's nothing's touched nothing's come back to that uh, i guess besides playing fighting games but that's more of like a mature experience i uh, that's more of a thing like i'm having fun as an adult just playing a, a good game if i'm playing a fighting game but but as a kid something that you could just get wrapped up into and just get obsessed with and be drawn pictures of in class and stuff like yeah like that that's what halo was for me for a little bit and not to harp on it too much but but just to emphasize the people that not know, man, they, they know how good Halo is. And and the crazy thing is the story, the games really don't even do do it justice. There's there's some great books, the acclaimed books on the on the Halo universe. Um there's like a there's a, a line of books that are strictly like within the canon. You know, I, I think there are some that are outside of canon that are good too. Mm-hmm. Um, I read those when I was younger too, could you know, barely remember them now. But you know, there's some good moments in the books. But it's just a a wide fantasy world that's like very rich and it's really interesting too. And and there are certain places where fans are very divided. Um, this is becoming a whole conversation about just Halo in, in general, yeah. and not just the show. But so you does... kind of have to. So I guess my question is, does you, I mean, you've watched the first, first episode. Yeah. Does the first episode, I mean, the show, I mean, the game and the books and like so much of this wider universe, I know a little bit about it because I did play some of the games at like my friend's house or like, you know, yeah, uh, I did there. watch a video of, uh, gosh, who was it? Who like did read all of the Halo genre novels and like, rated them and talked about and like did an explainer oh, on like the entire halo timeline that channel i don't um, that guy but yeah I check that uh, out. shout out to him so so i know like some does the show hold up to like the i don't i mean it's a it's the bar has been set pretty high by the yeah. by the games does the show do you think the show lives up to the hype Honestly, I've only seen episode one. I haven't seen episode two yet. Honestly, no, bro. It is. It's sad, and and it, I say no, but 
Also, yes, because the first the first thirty minutes of this show, I, I was almost crying. I was I was like literally t like tearing up, bro. The first thirty minutes of this show, if you play the games, if you loved Halo, it's everything you've ever wanted. It's a dream come true. They did such a great job with the opening sequence and the opening action scene and and the introduction to Master Chief. It it's like it's so crazy how how sick it is. I literally watched it like two or three. Oh, I, I watched it three times. I watched it once, and before I got through the whole episode, and then um, I went to go. I didn't finish the the whole episode, and then I went back watched the whole episode again, and then I watched it again right after that. Like it was that sick. That's what I was doing instead of watching <laughs> Atlanta season episode three. I was I, I, my TV time. I literally spent a lot of it watching Halo again, and um because they did such a great job like get, getting the fans what they wanted and then they immediately immediately like ran away from that like they established the premise of the show basically and and it's it's disrespectful honestly like it's disrespectful to like fans of of halo and it's so sad because like i was watching it and i, I was aware that all the fans hated it but i was watching it and seeing how fire the first few minutes were, and I was just thinking, like, how can anyone hate this? Like, like, like people on the internet mm -hmm. are haters, bro. Like, this yeah. this is like a this is incredible. I, I I hope this goes on for twenty seasons, and then like they start going, they start introducing the plot, and you're like, ah, damn it, damn it. Uh, yeah. So what but, what specifically is so disrespectful to Halo in the first in that first episode? Well, uh, some of his mannerisms are being criticized, like some of the, some of the dialogue. I didn't have a problem with with the message, with his writing or his his performance at all, or um, any of the stylistic decisions. I thought stylistically, I thought it was gorgeous. Um, I thought a lot a lot of the dialogue was solid, but where they messed up was um, when they took his helmet off, and and it's like the Mandalorian, you know, like mm. Master Chief does not take his helmet off, and it's even part of the lore, like part of his like like part of his brain is in like like he, he yeah. is he's like integrated with his armor so he doesn't ever take his armor off and it's tough to make a tv show around that and and that's why you know you have the face reveals in shows like halo and shows like the mandalorian yeah. but you know they they did that in the, about the middle of the episode and very shocking and it's hard to it's it's like seeing your dad's dick you know like it's like oh, it's like it's, I, i'm telling you like there's really no better analogy because like the casting is very weird he does look like like i guess how you'd imagine he looks like a oh he's a got a helmet big, strong white military guy he's like got a helmet face know. right yeah i got a helmet face yeah <laughs> you know um but you well, know, it's interesting strange it's interesting that you say that you compare it to the mandalorian because yeah there are those moments, but like, you, like, like, this is the first episode. You don't see Pedro Pascal, like you don't see the Mandalorian under the helmet until the season finale of the first season. And it's only when he like has brain, he has head trauma. And it's yeah. like, it's like, you are going to die unless I take this helmet off. It like, yeah. it works on a very, on a narrative level of like, we have to take this off. Or in the second season, like, you have to take it off if you're going to figure out where Baby Yoda is and like how you're gonna save your friends or save save Baby Yoda. So like it works from a narrative perspective of like forcing you. And I get I get how it would be really annoying if you just do it in the very first episode for not really any like payoff. It's just yeah because we're doing. I don't even remember why he did. It. it was to disconnect from like. I don't know. It, it was it was part of his escape plan, which also, by the way, the whole premise of the show. I'm about to get into that. Speaking of the Mandalorian, basically, like a, a rebel village is is invaded by these aliens. Master Chief comes and saves saves. He's too late. They're already getting attacked. Everybody yeah. in the village dies except one teenage girl, mm -hmm. who uh, who um, who she's a know, rebel leader. She's the daughter of like. Yeah, she's a daughter of the chief, right? Yeah, she's a daughter of like the chief of this little rebel clan, and they they hate the UNSC, the military, which Master Chief is the yeah the, the face poster of. child. Yeah, he's the poster boy. Yeah, and he's he's the latest. He's the latest soldier they got. The latest, 
starting a Spartan program. It's like really successful. He's a badass. They make him look very badass. If you play the games, you know he's badass. But, you know, there's a girl, she gets tied up with Master Chief, blah, 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 blah. He's ordered to eliminate her because she's radicalized. She hates the military because of how they treated her, her yeah. you know, her group. And he he decides to go rogue. And he takes the girl with with him as they leave on a ship. And that's how the episode ends. So you're, you're left with this first episode. And I got to watch the second one. I'm, I'm itching to do it. I probably will today. As hopefully I have time. But man, it just feels like the Mandalorian. And it's so sad. Cause it, and also, it's that's not Halo. That's not Halo at all. That's not anything that Master Chief would do. It's not. It's totally out of character for the series. So mm-hmm. it, like it go it, it immediately goes in a direction. So you're gonna take his helmet off and you're gonna give us this this uncharacteristic plot, you know? It it it's like not written for. It's like they wrote the first few minutes for the Halo fans, and they're after that they're like, all right, cool. Like now we're gonna do what we want, you know? That like that's how it felt. So I guess were you and like more and more Halo fans expecting or hoping for like my knowledge of the Halo franchise is essentially like there's the war between covenant and unsc like aliens and and humans or whatever there's that war but then beyond that there is an addition like the threat of the flood and the halo rings as like a a world ending universe destroying like cataclysm and while and covenant and and unsc is kind of like this petty squabble that like look we have bigger fish to or like fighting over the halo rings fighting over so were y'all were you expecting them to lean more so into because obviously the covenant and unsc are at war at this point were you expecting them expecting them to lean more into that side of things of like there's this conflict between right covenant and um and the unsc and just like what does the war look like like the war between them and then discovering the halo and like all that stuff was that more, I guess, because that would be more in line with just like the first, the first game, the first two or three games is entirely centered on that. Exactly. And and it looks like they're going to have another place they messed up. They're going to have, they do have um, a prophet. They do have a, a, a flood or not. A, they do have a covenant villain, um, like a, a covenant leader who's, who's the bad guy. But his, his assistant is a white girl who like was raised as covenant and that's another like the covenant would never like never would they have this white woman be in 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 like it, it just it was so bizarre no human being would ever be a part of this like this is like this whole story and part of what makes halo so unique and and i'm really a bad fan because i don't i don't know like a ton about the lore and i've even criticized halo a lot in the past because they don't do enough with master chief like they've made him so stiff as a character that it's tough it's tough for them to tell this kind of like kind of like how i said at the beginning like like the 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 story is bigger than the like it is bigger than the games can even capture because they've made master chief kind of a stiff character in my opinion but um well he's it's a religious he feels he feels similar to like the old kind of mandalorian to keep harping on that but like these like mythical characters in like American film and TV of like Clint Eastwood, like his character does not change. He is the same every single time, but he's his, his main qualifier is just like, he is the baddest mother effer in the whole damn universe. And you know, whatever happens, whatever bad things happen, whatever he goes through, he's going to come out the other side and he's going to, he's going to beat whoever you put him up against whatever thing he has to fight and and yeah and there's not a whole lot of like there's not a whole lot of room to do like compelling character drama or like character story when like his main quality is just like i'm a badass like at all times like when the scale of the plot is so big too like halo it's special too because it's a religious conflict like like the Covenant are, I'm just, I really don't have the, the plot down as much as I should. And maybe in future episodes, maybe, maybe I don't know if Bibbs is going to watch it or whatever. Like, if we talk about it later, like, then yeah, I'm, I'm going to be ready. But 
but it, the covenant are fulfilling. Um, there's, it's either the human race or the covenant are going to be are, are like the um, like the chosen species by the forerunners who created who created like everything like who are basically God. Like there's a lot of religious metaphors and stuff in the um, a lot of Catholic church references, a lot of um, uh, it, it's like it's like a military thing, a, a religious, religious thing. Yeah. It mixes all these big worlds together, and 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 they're in a race to like be the be like the true uh, like heir of the forerunners or, or something to that effect. And so like there's a there's a, a whole in the covenant are, are the uh, they're the more um, zealot zealot's actually a word that they use a lot in Halo. Yeah, they're, they're the more uh, you know. Um, well, even the even yeah. the term like calling them the covenant is very is rooted in deep, very deeply in like religious iconography and belief and yeah like this is a like a crusade almost this is a holy covenant that we've entered that like we we are going to assume control of like the galaxy for like I don't know for greater glory for like the gods have ordained this thing right okay. I it's, like if, it's like if the Catholic Church went up against it's like if the Catholic Roman Catholic Empire went up against the U.S. military is kind of like the more like, the more you talk about it, the more I'm like, no, I'm vibing with this. Yeah, the more it's you, cool. The more yeah. you talk about it, the more I'm like, damn, I wish I had been a Halo kid a little bit. Yeah. I actually I don't because that would have made me an Xbox kid and I would have been a Halo <laughs> like yeah I, maybe now i'll come back to it as like a, as watching the tv show yeah but i'm happy with the choices i've made video game wise i'm i'm at peace with with where i am um i think i think you could have done better but but yeah. you know it's it's okay it's okay I, you know you could you i have realize, a to talk about halo now so yeah yeah it, can, all, it can, all comes around you got i can i can now. be a new disciple a new a new convert right. to, <laughs> to the halo universe i I'm more so Lacey last year got me into mass effect Ooh, and that is, yeah. and that is very much very, like I was playing it and I was like, this reminds me of, and halo predates mass effect by a few years. Yeah. Like halo, the first halo, I think come, came out like six or seven years before the first mass effect, but like very similar vibe of like, it's just, it's this one human dude against the galaxy to like save the whole universe yeah. for whatever reason um uh, but yeah, yeah. i missed out on mass effects i but i know they, they have some remasters out like i gotta like i'm trying to tap into those yeah they dropped the remaster and there's there's always been i'm sure there's been a lot of rumors before this hey before this halo show came out of like ooh, are they gonna make a movie are they gonna make a oh, show yeah. and i the same thing is kind of starting to uh bubble up around like are they gonna are they going to try and do a Mass Effect show? Like, what are they going to... Um, so... Yeah, it sucks that these shows are so... are so big because they can't do what what the... They, they can't give us what we really want. Like, they could do a little bit of fan service. They could have, like, an obnoxious action sequence that takes up, like, half the episode. And, and they could, you know, like... They could do stuff like that for the fans, but, like, the show ends up, ends up being this weird art project you know so like it, it sucks i think what the fans really wanted and what i hope they do if they do make a mass effect I, I want i want something you could put frame to frame side by side with the game and it's the same thing that we saw in a game but y'all are just acting it out and spending a lot of money doing it like mm -hmm. like i just want you to do the same like you could do the same thing you don't you don't even need writers you could do the same thing you could get the you could get the same guys who wrote the games that would jay's be like jay's like don't do anything <laughs> new ever don't you yeah, dare like, do a single thing new ever. Just like, yeah. give me what I want. Give me this specific thing. Shot for shot remake, baby. Shot yeah. for shot. Just That would make the fans happy. Like, if you ever want to, like, that, like, that's what fan bases need from adaptations. But that's what they never get. And that's why they're mad at the end of the day. I, that's, 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 that's Bonnie's theory. Bonnie's theory of adaptation. Uh, <laughs> make... Just do it, do it the make it the exact same thing that we already seen and love, and do that because it's just it's just disappointing. This don't season. don't experiment with the recipe. Don't add don't add paprika for no reason. Like don't no. add uh, don't add this weird sauce. Don't yeah. pour sriracha on it for no reason. Like 
stick to the stick to the family recipe is exactly okay okay that's where i'm at i might but, give uh, i might give give the first few episodes of halo a look uh definitely give the first episode a watch if you can i'll send you a link actually oh well we'll talk about that later but i'll send you the episode i have but like definitely check out the first episode and if if only to see it to decide for your judge for yourself whether it's whether it, they they took some parts from the mandalorian and whether they borrowed too much for it if like that direction is kind of flaccid and also just to see the, the action sequence because you, you said you've at least played the games before like like obvious anybody it, come on like, any, i was any. never any good at halo partly because i didn't have an xbox the only right. times i would play would be i had to like guest controller like i had to be the right, player yeah. two like uh yeah i would just be goofing off yeah and i would suck or like i did enjoy playing like the co-op campaign that was great um if you have any memories of that then you'll you will love uh watching the the first episode because yeah like they do a lot of cool stuff for the fans staying true to the game and stuff and just a lot of a lot of like winks and uh just cool stuff that brings brings up memories you even forgot about it's like damn i forgot i forgot how dope these games are it got me excited about Halo again, so it gets point. It gets a lot of points for that, but that's Halo. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm disappointed. I hope they make the show bigger in scale, and I hope they like kind of reel it in and and stay. Yeah, tuned you can't cause... you can't always start big. You know, you can't always jump straight True. to that big scale to yeah. start out. You gotta kind of set up the universe a little bit, I guess. But okay. I'm excited. I'm, we'll see. I, I say I say I'm adding it to the list, but sometimes we all know, like sometimes it goes on the list, and that and that is where it stays. Right. Uh, exactly. So, Halo. I think I think that's our review. Halo is on the list. Might watch it. Might not. Yes. I think I think Moon Knight. Moon Knight <laughs> the same way is like, it's on the list. Might watch it. Might not. Atlanta. Yeah is must watch tv it is it's it's must watch um like like it goes on the list and you better get to it um right it's highlighted it's it's circled yeah yeah Yeah. that's where i'm at ben i mean not ben ben uh jay any closing (laughs) thoughts uh not so much excited for uh excited to try out moon knight um you know having uh haven't been super into the marvel shows but you know Excited to check that out. Atlanta's so fire, golly. Uh, yeah, on which you want to recommend on that. Excited to watch Halo too, because as bad as it's looking like it's gonna be, it's still not. It's still Halo. Yeah. Yeah, it's still Halo, and and they do a lot for the fans too. Like it's it's not it's not trash. It's just not what. If you like Halo, it's it's not what you wanted. <laughs> it's not what you thought you were getting. But okay. anyway, yeah, that's been bucket to be on, man. Yep. We out. Yeah. Check us out on Instagram at Buckets and Beyond. Check us out on on Twitter at Buckets Beyond. New pods every week. Uh, expect some big news coming up here. We we got some big stuff planned. Some some uh, some possible changes in formatting. Some possible rumblings. New episodes. New podcasts. New this. New that. Like a lot of a lot of cool stuff coming up. So so check us out. And uh, thanks for listening.